You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, Lockdown Browns, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, 11 days away, training camp. Um, all is quiet. Again, all is quiet is good is what we're looking for. Um, you know, obviously a couple situations right now in the NFL, whether it's, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Surprise, surprise, Urban Meyer finding it not so easy. Uh, in the NFL and not having his cake and eating it too. Um, of course, you know, the Richard Sherman incident. Um, things of these natures uh, are really difficult to have right now in the NFL. I mean, as you're gearing up for another season, distractions. Um, Browns-wise, we're good. We're quiet. Uh, this episode of Lockdown Browns brought to you by the Lockdown Fantasy Football Network. Vinny Iyer does a fantastic job over there. Obviously, many of you people uh, deep getting ready uh, for your fantasy runs. So you need advice, ideas, tidbits. Check out the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Joining me here today, a good friend, um, and I guess we can get to the joking part of this first. Um, Steve, seeing your name come up, my name come up, and check marks next to it, the first thought (laughs) I get here is, I guess it would be dumb and dumber when the tuxedos get thrown on and, you know, (laughs) off to the fancy balls. It's like, all right, well, there were a couple of things left over. Ah, what the hell? Let those two jackasses into the party. Yeah, they've uh, they've apparently lowered their standards quite a bit. Uh, I, I'm put in mind of uh, you know Groucho Marx. I wouldn't want to be a member of any club that would have me, you know. So um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I've been having a good time since uh, you know. I think just because I don't know timing or whatever. I was the first one on the staff over at the OBR to get it, and so I. Oh, I'm, I'm sure we're letting everybody uh, over there know about it too. In meetings, I have been relentless. It's been it's been a blast. No, no, no. no. We'll, we'll do this meeting window. when I say we're going to do this meeting. <laughs> well, whenever anybody says anything, you know, well, I disagree or whatever, I'll go. Well, I'm verified, so I'm obviously right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, you know, so you've had the entire staff switch over to West Coast time. That's it. Now yes, everybody goes exactly. West Coast time. <laughs> We're running everything on L.A. time. We're having our weekly meetings at Zabar's. It's, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately you and I, we're still the same jackasses that, that we've always been. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's nice and everything, but you know, does it really matter? I don't think so. I think for you and me, maybe it was the, uh. Uh, the constant Norman Cliff discussions. Maybe there's a Cheers fan in the verified offices or something that took notice and pushed us over the top. Maybe there's a Cheers story, and that's a good thing. I actually wasn't quite <laughs> down with that one there. Um, but yeah, look, uh, 11 days away. Um, and I think this gets to be like the hardest part because as much as everybody looks forward to it, as much as you want training camp to start, it's that double, double fingers crossed you know, almost nine fingers over your eyes. You know, you go back to the Grant Delpit incident last year. You go back to the Greedy Williams, and it's like, all right, let's get to camp. Let's put everybody in bubbles, simulate football the best we can, and let's just get to September. Yeah, that's it. It's, you know, uh, we are in the worst of the worst part of the annual NFL cycle. This, like, three to four weeks is the – it's basically the only time of the year anymore where there's really no news, football news anyway, are the – off-field stuff normally we're you know as you know we're used to that in Cleveland somebody getting 
you know, pulled over for something or, you know, doing something stupid or I don't know, getting caught at four in the morning in a blonde wig in Vegas. I, you know, I, who knows? Or asking the general manager, can you front me $60,000 in child support? Whatever it Anything. may be. You know, just as you do. Um, and, um, but it's been so, like you said at the top, it's been so nice. This is such an odd year because we've had no distractions like that here in Cleveland, which is unusual for us where we don't know what to do with our hands. And we're looking at camp and, and all the roster battles, which I know some of them we're going to get into here today are not, they're coming from a different perspective. You and I have been, you know, talked roster battles for four years, five years, however long it's been. And it's always been, okay, there's four guys here one of them has to be at least decent or we're screwed. And now it's the opposite. We've like, we have eight guys and only four of them are going to make the roster. So who are we going to cut it's or trade or whatever, you know, it's a, we have too many rosterable players and, and, and it's a nice switch over from what we've been doing. So, but yeah, 11 days to go. Let's just all cross our fingers and toes and anything else you can cross and hope that this nice quietness continues. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really tough scenario to be in when your biggest offseason concerns over the last week or two are that Baker Mayfield was, you know, at a Padres game or, you know, <laughs> some uh, activities were skipped because everybody decided to get together and work out in Texas and then go for a slow stroll down the lake. I'm sorry, Lake Travis uh, with Baker Mayfield. I mean, you know, God, whew, long, long way from, um, you know, that wasn't mine. It was his officer. Please don't arrest us. <laughs> Those types of things. But with the comments, and, and I think, and you know, with the news yesterday, you know, going to be basically have asses back in the seats, and you know, I, I think with this being able to go on, and with the anticipation and the expectations for what this season is, um, they better have some extra security at training camp because if they say, "Oh, we can let in twenty eight hundred, um, they better understand that they're going to be about fifty six hundred people trying to storm the castle, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, look, look at what camp was like when there were one in 31. It was standing room only and packed. And, you know, Browns fans are a different breed, man. We've been saying that for a long time and some people still don't get it. And so now when they are and this sentence still feels so bizarre to come out of my mouth and not in a joke, legitimate Super Bowl contenders from the AFC, I, I, it's going to be bananas. And, I, and the other thing, just to sort of tag onto that. I think we're finally going to get an idea of what the stadium, this, well, I still call it the new stadium is like, <laughs> because we've said, you know, and, and rightly so, you know, it doesn't have the character of the old place. It's not as loud, you know, and all that stuff is, is true, but you know, realistically, what have we had to cheer about? I mean, there, there's been really very, very few opportunities for the stadium to get rocking on a regular basis. And this year might be the year and we could find out that it is just, you know, uh, you know, very, very sterile and, and bland. And it isn't like the old. But this year we're going to find out for sure, because barring some sort of catastrophic injury to, you know, about three different guys, they're going to be in it, uh, you know, at least through January. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to having something on the field between the light li white lines to actually talk about them. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of, hey, why don't we spend 10 minutes predicting the AFC playoff teams? I mean, how many times can we do that in this three-week stretch? <laughs> or what do you have to do to get past the Ravens and the Chiefs? The yeah. list is getting pretty long. Um, basically beat them. That's basically what it comes down to, and we'll find all that out, obviously, in the weeks and months to come. We're going to get to a little bit more here. We will do some actual camp breakdowns and some stuff we're looking forward to uh, as we continue through here. Uh, the OBR, Stephen Thomas, along for the ride on your latest Locked 
on Browns. Well, baseball season is headed for the second half, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, and of course, UFC, MMA, and NFL preseason. About three weeks away, kids. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to their championships. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. You were talking positions where the depth and, you know, I mean, you know, years ago we would talk to wide receiver position. Hey, he had a thousand yard season five years ago. This may be a key, <laughs> key addition and maybe the Browns new number one wide receiver, but you get to the wide receiver position at a whole. And I mean, first thing I kind of think is it's kind of got like a Baskin Robbins feel to it. You know, uh, all to- all types of flavors, you know, all that they're saying about Odell and look, this is fantastic and it's great. None of it means a hill of beans until it's actually on the field and his health and his rehab, you know, translates to big time success on the field. Uh, Jarvis, obviously, the talk is that maybe Jarvis is down, you know, 17 to 20 pounds, which would maybe explain a little bit where, you know, the quickness, the shake, not there as much, uh, you know, as it was maybe perhaps in his Miami Dolphins days. Rashard Higgins just feels like the if I could only ever get a bigger slice uh, you know, of the pie, maybe I could put up numbers, you know, that, you know, are, you know, towards number one, number two wide receiver numbers. Then you bring in, obviously, the kids, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, a player like Kaderil Hodge, who, you know, basically just does everything that's asked of him as a player, as a, you know, as wide receiver, as a special teams performer. Um, and this gets tough because this may be a spot where it's difficult to find a role for a player who's just as good as that. But, it may be the fact that if somebody's third or fourth in positional group and there may be, you know, a three, four year run for a player on a roster, it could be difficult for that. But this is an interesting group. I don't know if I necessarily see a thousand yard receiver. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see possibly anybody probably north of 80 receptions, maybe one. Um, I don't know if we're going to see anybody individually with 10 touchdowns, but this is something where you look at it and, you know, days and you know, kind of look at it like a baseball feel of it. Oh man, that three, four and five is killer where there were teams that would just grind out counts. They were good hitters. They were patient hitters, you know, a bunch of singles and doubles. And at the end of the day, you lost the game seven to two because you just some really, really good players at the plate. That's what this wide receiver room really kind of feels like. Yeah. It seems like, uh, I think one of the ways that I've looked at it, that's exciting is they've built a room, not just a collection of guys. Like they have guys for specific roles and they all complement each other on paper. You know, obviously we got to see it, but, I think that's the most exciting thing. Obviously, you know, the, uh, going into it, we've got Odell and Jarvis. They're going to be one and two. Um, and if Odell is Odell, um, or even, you know, like 80, 85% of Odell, it will make this offense even better. It will make, The difference will be just ridiculous. And and I'm, I'm interested to see what happened. You mentioned at the, you know, 15, 18 pound weight loss, whatever it was. Uh, for Jarvis because he's never going to be a guy like Odell or Anthony Schwartz or you know even Donovan Peoples-Jones who can run away from guys that's just not his game it's never has been but the shiftiness the making that first guy miss and picking you know turning a seven yard throw into a 12 or 13 yard catch that was always what made him so valuable and it's it hasn't been as much the last couple of years now 
obviously part of that last year was Odell not being around and, you know, condensing down the coverage and everything, but I'm interested to see where that goes. It's that three, four, five uh, range that you mentioned that I think is going to be fascinating because if you look further down, normally Browns fans, you know, we, we love end of the roster guys in camp. I don't know why Browns fans, we find some guy that, you know, had two receptions in college and he does good on day one of camp. And we oh, who's the, kid? who's the small kid? Who is <laughs> the small? Uh, Sheehan. Sheehan Giuseppe. Yeah, which, which is fun. You know, I mean, it's great. And I love that guy. I love an underdog story, too. But we love – but you look at those guys in this uh, – and in this particular uh, wide receiver room, you're looking at uh, Jamarcus Bradley, JoJo Natson, Ryan Switzer, and Derek Willies, who I know you and I both love. Uh, these are – there are a couple guys that have proven their NFL roster caliber guys. Man, stars, but they can give you good snaps. And they have, barring some injury, virtually no chance to make the 53 because this room is so stacked, uh, one through six. But how that three, four, five shakes out of DPJ, Kadero Hodge, and um, Hollywood Higgins is going to be fascinating because you can make a case, any of them, for the three and then the four and the five. And once you get beyond the three, um, it's hard to see a lot of snaps in this offense. It's not as heavy on only two wide receivers as some people make it out to be, but it is more heavy on that that's, uh, grouping than uh, most other uh, offenses in the NFL. So uh, where will – we're talking about DPJ taking the next step, and I believe he's got the talent to do it, but is he going to get the snaps and the receptions and the targets for that? I, I don't know. And if he does, then that that's because he has earned the wide receiver three role. If DPJ is inserted as the wide receiver three, what does that mean for Hollywood Higgins? Cause he's back on yet another one year deal. Does he, is he okay with that? Or is it one of those end of camp things where he quietly goes and says, Hey, I want a chance to earn a big contract next year. I'm not going to get that this year. See if you can move me, you know? Uh, and same thing for Kadero Hodge, who a lot of people don't realize just how much he does and how much the staff likes him. This dude is, he's way better than a lot of, than I gave him credit for when they first signed him. So how that shakes out in camp and what they tell them their role is going to be uh, moving forward will be absolutely fascinating because, you know, the top two guys are set. They're absolutely not going to get rid of Anthony Schwartz. He was brought here for a very specific reason and he'll get his, you know, 10, 15 snaps a game, whatever it is on you know, jet motion and, and nine routes and that kind of stuff as a rookie. So those three, the three, four, five, how they shake out and how many targets they ultimately get is going to be the most interesting part of this. And like you said at the beginning, the best part of it is none of those guys are reclamation projects or guys <laughs> coming off major injury that we're hoping, you know, with our fingers crossed, can we get something out of this guy this year? They're three legit options. So like we said at the top, they they're gonna have they have too many rosterable players, and the wide receiver room is one of a few positional groups where potentially we could be end of camp trade seller type type guys. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, and I I love the the uh, potential of the group as a whole. Yeah, and you know you brought up obviously Donovan Peoples Jones and Anthony Schwartz here, and if you know DPJ in his second year, obviously Schwartz the rookie, if these guys can show a lot early in camp, and you can see that you know hey their role is clearly defined, this is a problem the Browns will welcome 
because right. somewhere along the line, obviously it's going to open up some cap flexibility that this team is going to need to address other areas long-term. Um, but Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you look at you know the physical makeup. Um, uh, besides Kaderil Hodge, he is the biggest wide receiver in the room. Uh, last year, when you know, under given you know, pressed to have the understanding of you know, blocking isn't you know something we would like you to do. It is something we are requiring you to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, try, you know, went that route. You know, took the ball by the horns and understanding. You know, no block, no rock. Um, so if he can, you know, with the athletic profile he has, you know, the size, the build, and the fact that he did have success, and this is where it was really, really, you know, a bonus and a coup for the Browns last year is the way they were able to sprinkle in these rookies besides Jedrick Wills. And, you know, here, here's a little taste. Okay, some success. All right, a little bit more, a little bit more, where you get to moments, obviously, like, you know, his big catch against the Bengals, um, his torching, uh, you know, of a cornerback on a double mood against the Titans. And you know all the potential in the world is there. And here's a guy who basically needed to basically pick himself back up after three lost years in Ann Arbor. Um, and so if he becomes a force from day one, and if he can avoid this leaving practice early, almost every day, like he did last year in training camp, which is never a good sign. Um, but if that's the case and these two guys, you know, can pick it up, you know, I, I, the Browns are going to be okay with the fact that there may be a difficult decision regarding Hollywood Higgins. There could be a difficult decision, you know, regardless Kadero Hodge, because again, it's about being the potential number one, two, eventually in the room as opposed to quibbling over what would be the five or the six. Yeah, exactly. Um, th- this year versus next year's, it could be anyway, very stark uh, because I mean, we beat it to death for months and months now, but there's two giant contracts in that room and one or both of them very well could be elsewhere next year. Um, but I, I think it, as far as this year specifically, not looking ahead to contracts and all that kind of stuff, I think this year, I'm going to go back to your baseball analogy, and you and I have said this for a few years about a wide receiver room. It's kind of like a bullpen. You need your your flamethrower. You need your closer. And if your closer is your closer, it makes everybody else's job so much more defined and so much easier to do. And for the Browns, some people aren't going to want to hear this because they've been trying to get rid of him since the day we traded for him. Odell Beckham is without question the flamethrowing closer. It, like I said, if he is, in quotes, Odell for this year, I think everybody else is going to do uh, – it's going to be startling, the difference that he makes. And on the certain personnel groupings where he's out there with Anthony Schwartz and they're both dragging two guys each 40 yards down the field, what David Njoku and the backs coming out of the backfield and Jarvis underneath and Hollywood Higgins and all these guys are going to be able to do in that eight to 15 you know yard range underneath is going to be startling. Um, so I think as far as this year goes, the key to it all, not to put any extra pressure on the guy, because I know he pressures himself plenty. It, it really all lands on Odell. And we saw that last year and they know that how many speed guys did they try to bring in after he went down last year to fill that specific role. So if he can do that at even 80, 80, and he looks better than that on that video that Jarvis did, but if he's even 80, 85% of his old self, this offense is going to be very, very dangerous. And then there's also the, you know, back of the mind of Odell Beckham going and, you know, the player that he is, and certainly he holds himself in high esteem, um, him thinking, you know, this is where this team went last year. And I was essentially a bystander for the final four months. Well, imagine if I was there. 
Right, and, you exactly. Know, that's it's the way you know. And look, as a pro athlete, that is the way you got to carry yourself. It is certainly the way Odell Beckham Jr. is wired. Oh, he's pissed. He missed that for you, sure. Uh, he is and pissed. He, <laughs> I get you say you if you were to say to him, "Hey, that Kansas City Chief playoff game, we would have won by ten. You change, yeah. you keep those same scenario, and you put me on that field, we win by double digits. Just the way right. the guy's wired, and obviously you want that. We're gonna get to a little bit more here. Obviously, we'll you know get some eyes on just uh, some other players, Steve's. Excited for here, as we are, 11 days away for Browns training camp 2021 as we continue here on your latest Locked On Browns. You guys all know it by now. RockAuto.com's family-owned business, serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now. Site is easy and simple to navigate. They have things as simple as carpet for your cars, lights, taillights, blinker lights, uh, transmissions, rebuilt engines, anything you would need for your vehicle. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why pay up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we at Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are certainly passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar lineup, well, you're missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's a little something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you should get a mix box. Uh, nine bars, two flavors each, uh, two of each flavor, 18 bars in total. The Built Bar flavors are the best tasting, but they are also very healthy too. Most bars consist of 70 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, all caps, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. So we roll into training camp and, you know, and this in, you kind of premise this where everybody kind of always gets their camp favorite and, you know, yeah, he's a long shot, but this team could really use a couple of long shots to become something, if anything, but there's certainly players to watch. I think I'm intrigued, you know, how exactly, you know, and I think everyone is what exactly we're going to see of, you know, JOK, you know, is it a safety? Is it a linebacker? Is it truly <clears throat> a combination of both, which is most likely what it's looking like it's going to be. It may not have a title and I'm sure somebody with a t-shirt will come up with some fancy way to come up with it, or there will be 12 <laughs> of them, perhaps even 20. Um, the, you know, getting to see Jadavian Clowney, um, you know, we've been blessed with Miles Garrett for all these years, but I think some people are going to be blown away when we actually get to see somebody who's, as physically gifted as Miles Garrett, if all the health is there, um, the offensive line. I think I th- everybody'd be okay with if you just want to take those five, and we'll see them in September. That I mean, you could put up ch- you know camping chairs, uh, let them sit around a fire pit all day, cook some meat. <laughs> you guys ain't got to do nothing. We know you're ready to go. Um, but and again, this is one you know everyone's so excited about the rookie class. You know, some people forget about you know. There is a Harrison Bryant. There is a Donovan Peoples-Jones. There is a Nick Harris. There are some players here who are going to be second-year players, and so many people talk about this, the jump from year one to year two in the NFL. And certainly this year, 
the jump from year one to year two, where basically it was a, Hey, we drafted you. We have no idea what the hell's going on. If, when we have an NFL season, we'll be sure to let you know. And you know, we'll get going there. So uh, you're going to see a lot of jump from those guys too. And, you know, we all know the stars, we all know the main players, but, you know, getting past basically, you know, and getting to the side dishes of what this roster is going to be, that's by far the most exciting part of this training camp for me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a couple of guys that fit into that, uh, you know, will they take a jump category that are a little outside the normal arc like DPJ we talked about you know you expect him to take that second year jump and there's a couple other guys but guys like Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams specifically in the uh, defensive backfield um, obviously Grant hurt last year missed his so he's basically a rookie but we saw with the scrambling they had to do in the safety room last year just how heavily they thought they could rely on him so Uh, If he can come back and be healthy and be, you know, even most of what they think he can be, that will be huge. And the same for Greedy Williams. I mean, he came in, he fought a hamstring his entire rookie year, which I'll remind everyone was the Freddie year. So you kind of got to throw most of that out the window, you know, and then last year. Well, Not to mention he was told three days before week one. Yeah, you went from third string cornerback. So we're going to start you because we drafted you. Right, exactly. So, you know, we, yeah, he's a third year guy technically, but for all intents and purposes, he's still really a rookie. We, we have no idea what we're going to get out of him health wise or play wise. So those are two guys that were, you know, day, high day two draft picks, which means they expect a ton of them. And if they can both fulfill what, you know, the staff thinks and some of the us fans think they can be, that would be a huge boon because that cornerback room, uh, it's much improved, but it's still a lot of questions. You know, the question for Greedy, I just went over. We all know the questions with Denzel. You know, he's all you know, three or four games every year, whatever. Um, and then Troy Hill, tremendous addition, but he's north. He's going to be north of 30. So when does that, you know, start to drop maybe a little bit? Um, so, and Greg Newsom, we love him. Great pick. We all think he's going to be great. But again, a rookie. You never know with any rookie until they get on the field. So a lot of question marks. And behind them, you know, some guys that you like, but you don't want to rely on, as we saw last year. Here's another guy we're hoping will take the step. Last year's priority UDFA bag winner, uh, A.J. Green from Oklahoma State. They gave him a ton of money like they did Marvin Wilson this year as a UDFA, and he barely saw the field. So hopefully he can step up and at least provide some solid depth uh, there. And then there's a couple of th- – there's not a lot of room on this roster – for long shots anywhere really but one of the places is the back end of this cornerback room there's two guys that are kind of interesting i think and manny rugamba uh udfa from um miami of ohio and then keandre thomas who was at minnesota and then grad transferred to kansas state another udfa is like six foot 190 i think runs in the low four fours uh three cone of sub seven um, had some pretty good numbers and some coverage grades and that kind of stuff while he was at Minnesota last year, kind of a wash uh, as it was for a lot of guys. But if there's a long shot guy, if he can prove his worth on uh, special teams, Keandre Thomas is a one of the long shots uh, that I think the fans could get behind this year because you look anywhere else. I mean, the other place you could say maybe there's a long shot is the interior defensive line group. But I know you're with me in that there's really no way to rank those guys because they signed like 58 of them. And <laughs> they all are. I don't think there's anybody, quote unquote, guaranteed to be on or off the roster. It'll be a true camp battle. And whether they keep four or five is a question. So 
I, I don't know if those guys qualify as long shots, but you could throw, you know, Malik McDowell or even Marvin Wilson, even though they gave him a UDFA bag, you know, he is a UDFA. So, uh, you know, Damian Squire, nobody's talking about him. That guy's a solid defensive lineman, not Aaron Donald or anything, but solid. And he might not make the roster. So I don't know. I, I don't know if there's any uh, long shots that could make it. There are some guys, a lot of guys that we think can make the second or third year jump, like you mentioned. But the good thing from the team perspective is we don't need all of them to do it. We only need a few of them to do it because this roster is the deepest and most talented that we've had, at least since you and I have been talking about them. I think where, you know, we're going to use the term long shot this year. It's not so much that somebody that's going to make the roster. It's going to be somebody, unfortunately, that they're just not going to have the room for. Right. Um, and as different as Labor Day weekend has been in years past, you know, when the Browns were trying to, you know, pick up two, three, and, you know, we've often joked, you know, maybe a starting left tackle, uh, you right. know, <laughs> starting linebacker. <laughs> this year, they're going to be, you know, moving on from people who are going to go on to not, not just roles, prominent roles right. elsewhere, just because, you know, of the work, you know, that this front office has done. And with, in everybody, you know, I know everybody thinks traditionally, you know, four, you know, defensive tackles is what you keep. They're not going to move on from Jordan Elliott. They've been waiting for Andrew Billings. Obviously, they're invested in Malik Jackson. You know, they drafted Tommy Togiai. They gave a large investment into Marvin Wilson, essentially paid him as the, basically the equivalent to the pick they sent, they spent on Tommy Togiai. I don't know how, essentially, unless somebody really, you know, just flubs or just poorly shows or just does straight, doesn't give mm-hmm. enough. I don't understand how they don't keep five. And part of that is with Malik Jackson, with the fact that he can play inside, outside. Right. I, you know, it's going to be interesting how they – I mean, I think it's going to be 10 on the defensive line because ideally if you think you're going to be ahead and you want to play all this nickel and you want to play all this dime, you want to be running, you know, three, four out there every three plays saying, look, I want you guys closer to 100% as opposed to, all right, well, he's got one rep in him left and then we'll get him off the field. Right. I'd rather get you off too soon than opposed to have you out there where you've got nothing left. Yeah. Yeah. The depth uh, at that pass rusher position, when you're planning to be ahead most of the time, which is yet another weird thing to say Mm -hmm. (laughs) is, uh, is critical. And I think they have it. And, And, you know, as we've talked about with the other positions, there's questions, but there's a lot of guys. So they only need a few of them to answer the bell. If you, knock on wood, assume health for everyone. I mean, Miles, Jadevian Clowney, Tack McKinley, who we have barely mentioned this summer, who very well, former first-round pick, who, I mean, playing across from Miles isn't just going to be- benefit Jadevian Clowney. I think and foot-speed-wise, he's just as fast as Miles and Jadevian Clowney. So. He's absolutely going to benefit from it. Now, will he demand a, a giant new contract? I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, the, for this year, and then we have no idea what they want with, out of Curtis Weaver. Portis, uh, Porter Gustin is a perfectly acceptable fourth or fifth edge, high energy guy, strong, fast, can give you, you know, certain uh, plays with his hair on fire for 10, 12, 15 snaps a game to give those other guys a blow. Uh, Romeo McKnight is uh, an interesting UDFA. His path to the 53 is very small, I think, just because of the numbers like we've been talking about. But then you throw Malik Jackson, like you said, that he can drop out there and do some things and, They've got enough guys. Oh, and then we should mention JOK. Uh, he has some advanced pass rush moves that some mm-hmm. full-time edge players don't have. Like, you know, I, I'm not saying they're going to stick them out there full-time, but in certain packages, you need an extra rusher. 
put 28 in there. The, the dude can flat out get, get to the passer. So the options that Joe Woods has on all three levels of his defense with that buzzword that you and I have loved for so long, versatility, and they're finally at a position where they have it all over the defense is exciting. Uh, like you said, they're going to be fresher in that fourth quarter, not only on the defensive line, but in the defensive backfield than they have been in years and years and years. Well, and the thing with JOK is, I mean, you can't keep it as simple as, um, you know, eight, nine years old, running around whose ever backyard it was, find the guy with the ball and kill him. Yeah. It, it's just, <laughs> just, you know, whoever has the ball, hit him. What's right. my assignment? Hit the guy with the ball. I don't care what your assignment is, 30 yards down the field. And when you hit him, hit him really, 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 really hard. Yeah. And, you know, kind of, you know, where, you know, you're going to start with him before you start to carve out exactly just what you want him to do. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be a point where he's probably on punt team and he's going to catch a 15 for, no, the guy really did call for a fair catch. You're not really allowed to annihilate him and remove him from his sleep. But you just don't turn that off in a player with the intensity and the physicality of a Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. And, you know, for the Browns, that's something you need. You, you, I mean, having all these athletes, having all these guys who are so defined and nuanced and good in their roles, you want that guy who's just the, oh, no, oh, no, I'm going over the middle. And it looks like that's where 28 is going to be. Crap, this isn't going to be very fun. Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, get ready, guys. Um, you have somebody who's going to be looking for you. Um, always a pleasure with Steve here. Um, and obviously the growth of the OBR uh, and Stephen joining now with Andy Lytle. Um, and if you haven't heard, guys, I, I believe I believe the show is going to go to Twitch. I'm not sure if there's been a tweet or two about that. It's been we mentioned once or twice. Yeah, I, I think I've seen something about that. Um, so if you see a picture of a former Brown or a current Brown and a jersey number, it may just be relevant to the Not the Same Old Browns podcast going to Twitch. That's all I can tell. I, I haven't seen much of it, but there's been some <laughs> slight mention of that as the OBR just obviously continues to grow. Um, and, you know, I, I of course, I cannot be happier. Um, great people over there. Um, and for all of us, look, this is our time. We've earned this. We've put we've put in our dues. Um, we've covered some really, really, really bad football. And, you know, the fact that, you know, you know, our opportunities continue to rise, um, obviously, as more eyes are being put on this, you know, franchise and expectations, which, again, still seems weird. And even, uh, you know, BR today, Bleacher Report comes out with their, you know, ex- with their staff picks of, you know, predicting, you know, I had to look at it three times. What does that say next to AFC North? Does that really say what I think it says? <laughs> and, you know, it, it's, you know, obviously, but, you know, it's all literally now on the laps of everybody in Berea. You know, here are the expectations. Um, you've all wanted it. You've all talked this talk. And, uh, you know, it's not that Baker Mayfield hasn't believed it. It's not that Miles Garrett hasn't believed it. But, you know, basically uh, put up a shut up time, kids. You know, the opportunity is here. Um, so certainly waiting to see how it unfolds. Make sure you are following uh, Brown's Mock Draft. Uh, I believe there's a beautiful blue check mark there next to that so um again you know (laughs) great bless having steve here and yes you know verified but we're still your favorite verified assholes Uh, nothing changes um the jokes haven't gotten any better they're still stale they're still Mm -hmm. still very daddish Mm -hmm. um but now they come verified so that's the way it goes kids um (laughs) you can check out the show obviously on apple um spotify odyssey uh ratings reviews please and thank you guys um, looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to be full steam ahead here. Um, you know, obviously getting through these, you know, next 10 days or so is going to be tough, but Hey, it's a great time for family. Uh, sun's out, you know, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. 
training camp not too far away. Obviously, people in person. Going to be a lot of it covered on YouTube from the Browns and Nathan Cigar like it was last year. Looking forward to all those things. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.